Pleasant good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Glad to have you here. Here's what's coming up on the Coles Brown Show. I simply call it the guest menu. A guest, Charles Edmund, Coach Van Petaway, BJ Jones, and Willer Brown. That's the guest menu for December the 2nd, 2023. Here's simply what's trending on the Coles Brown Show. The 2023 SWAC Football Championship is today. Fam, you host Purview AM, but boy, weather will play a big part in this football game as we speak. Showers, thunderstorms uh, throughout today, and according to uh, the weather app, Right before game time, it should be a nasty, nasty thunderstorm coming through. But the game must be played and will be played. We're crossing our fingers. SWAT Football Championship 2023, FAMU hosts Prairie View a Southern University wins the uh, 50th annual Bayou Classic 27-22 of Grambling State. We'll definitely get into uh, that football game Last week at Southern University and both Grambling State wrap up their 2023 football season. Then, following the Bayou Class a couple of days later, uh, Grambling State fires Coach Hugh Jackson after two years. Oh, boy, two years again. Southern, Grambling State. Now, we'll get into that, I'm sure. And SWAC Postseason Awards were listed. We'll get into all of that. SWAC Football Championship, Family and Prairie View, Southern wins the 50th Annual Value Classic, and Grambling State fires Coach Hugh Jackson and SWAC Postseason Awards. We'll talk about all of that. We'll be joined now by Charles Edmond of the uh, Alcorn State uh, Radio Network and a Grambling alum. Charles, good morning to you. Good morning, Carlos. I I may look happy externally, but I'm still a little ticked off and teed off based on what happened seven days ago. But good morning. Good morning. Yeah, well, you predicted Grambling State, and uh, I know that's your alarm, and um, I wasn't surprised by it, but 27-22, um, to 22, victory by Southern University, and uh, just interesting uh, Interesting things happen during the game, before the game, after the game. But if we look at attendance, 64,698. So uh, a very uh, good attendance, once again, for the 50th annual Bayou Classic. And, and that attendance of that football game beats all of the first round of the FCS playoffs. <laughs> And, but you know that's that's nothing new. We've talked about it for years. Um, but I, I, outstanding attendance, uh, uh, 
for the Bayou Classic. Also, I predicted last week that Noah Bowden would get the start. He got the start, and um, he has a lot of potential. And I think he'll get better as he plays uh, more. Um, we'll see for the 2024 season going into the spring. Um, he perhaps has his handle on that starting quarterback uh, position. Um, for Grandma State University, their season ended five and six overall, four and four in the conference. Southern six and five, a winning uh, record, five and three overall. But um, I guess for Southern alums, and I guess I can't speak for all of them, Charles, but uh, I will say this. Um, great to get the win, the Bayou Classic. Uh, six and five, uh, me personally, that's, out, that's never uh, an acceptable record. It's a winning record still, but they go out with a win. Now looking forward to who will be the next coach. And when I tell you, I've gotten text messages, phone calls daily. Who's it going to be? What do you think is the criteria? Who's interviewed? Who's going to make the list? Is it going to be a committee? Is it going to be Coach Banks, the director of athletics, making a direct hire? Those are just kind of some of the questions about this uh, coaching search. We'll get a little bit more into that. Got a little bit of information. But uh, it's kind of been quiet, per se. Got to really work the sources to uh, find out some information. Uh, I, I did uh, receive a phone call. Well, I made a uh, phone call and got one back uh, from um, now a member of the Board of Supervisors again, your good friend, Tony Clayton. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I tried to get some information. He, he, he agreed to come on the show. So we did get that uh, uh, settled. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, good morning to everyone who's uh, watching in as well. But um, Southern University defeats Grambling State 27 to 22. Now, Charles, if we look inside the numbers and um, uh, we, we won't bore everybody with uh, a lot of numbers, but some telling numbers, Grambling State rushed for 249 yards. Southern University, 86. Passing, net yards, Southern University, 231. Grammar State, 183. Total offensive yards, Grammar State, 432. Ran 78 plays from scrimmage. Southern, 317, 56. So 22 more plays from Grammar State. Not surprised. I uh, saw... This all year. So what you saw in the last game is kind of what you saw throughout the season. You'll see what I mean. Penalties, uh, nine penalties for 84 yards for Southern, seven penalties for Grandma, 40. Time of possession, 35 minutes and 15 seconds for Grandma State, uh, Southern University, 24 minutes and 45 uh, seconds. Third down conversions, 3 of 10 for Southern, 5 of 14 for Grambling State. That's from the team statistic. Individually, a Bolton a completed 50% of his passes, 13 of 26 for 231. One TD, one interception, leading away on the ground, Kendrick Rhymes, 100, 
and three yards on 18 carries. He had a huge win in the third quarter, 73 yards on touch. And uh, August Petrie with four receptions for 118 yards. Wow. I, I guess I was really surprised, maybe shocked, that Grammar State was able to rush uh, the football that well against Southern University. But Southern made the big plays. Uh, a blocked field goal attempt scooped by Demetrius Marcel. Also, uh, Jordan Carter, the Bowie State boys, is uh, made a, a interception in the end zone. But if you look at it, Grandma State not being effective in the red zone. They had plenty of opportunities, and they didn't cash in on it. And so Southern, with big plays offensively, Making making key plays at key moments were able to uh, get this victory. But if you just oh yeah, Will, Willis says, but we fumbled at the one, yeah. But other than that, Grandma State, I, I I thought you know blown opportunities, and Southern made plays when they had to, and they take uh, the victory twenty seven to twenty two, Charles. If you just look at the stat sheet, when I've been looking at the score, you would have thought Grambling would have won the game with all the mm -hmm. numbers. So they made the big plays. Well, first of all, congratulations to the Jaguars. The Bayou Classic's always a special event. The pageantry, the bands, the halftime, all that good stuff. Congratulations to the Jaguars. Overcame a lot those couple of weeks. Getting Bowden getting the start, as you talked about, was huge. And I'm sure Jaguar fans were wondering, where was that all year long? I'm sure if he was given the opportunity – you know, it might be a different story as far as the season. But it didn't happen that way. Bowden took advantage of the opportunities and made made the most of it. Grambling moved the ball up and down the field. They were able to run the football, ran more plays, won the time of possession, won the stat sheet, but lost the game. You know, you could talk about the fumble at the one-yard line, first and goal from the one, didn't get it in, okay? But I'm looking at 27-7 to seven in the third quarter. You didn't come out ready to play. I look at that. I give Ramble kudos for making it a game. But how come you didn't come out from the door? I look at that. And so based on that, you lose the game, and ultimately your head coach is let go, Hugh Jackson. And so, I mean, this is a whole other conversation. We talk about coaches and coaching changes. We'll see where Grambling goes from here. We'll see where Southern goes from here. But as far as the Bayou Classic is concerned, Grambling just didn't come out ready to go. They made a game of it. They had a shot to win it. They didn't win it. Play calling at the end. You can question all of that. But I take a bigger approach. What happened at the start of the game? What happened? Why, why did 27 to 7 happen? And a game like that, you had two weeks to get ready. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't. It's just unacceptable to me. And unfortunately, and I've talked with Grambling Knights even within the last hour, that game cost Hugh Jackson his job. If Grambling had won the game, we wouldn't be talking about Hugh Jackson being let go. Coming off a big win like that, we can have the discussion about it. But I think a game like that, the way you lost it, you didn't come out ready. I think that ultimately was the final nail in the coffin for him. We can agree to disagree. But for me, I felt like the Bayou Classic, and I said it last week, Grambling, would they be pointed in the right direction under the Hugh Jackson regime? You win this game last week, I think you can say, okay. But then the way you didn't come out and play, I, I know you disagree. I know it's the overall body of work, two years, you improve. But if you win the Bayou Classic, I, mm -hmm. I would be willing to bet that Gremlin would probably give Hugh Jackson another crack at it. 
Now, from an administrative standpoint, the president is gone. Dr. Gallo is moving on. To, you know, that's a whole nother discussion. But if you win the Bayou Classic, I think there will be some serious conversations in terms of let's give this another shot and see. Year one wasn't great. Year two improved. You win the Bayou. Fans are excited. Grambling Knights are excited if they won the game. I, I don't think that move is made. But it was made. They lost the game. So we're looking for a coach. But congratulations to the Jaguars. Job well done. Two weeks to get ready. Bowden played terrific. His coach, Bruce Eugene, was in tears after the game from what's been reported. I don't know if he was tears of joy because his guy, Bowden, got the job done or tears of disgust because Grambling lost the Bayou Classic in the final seconds. I don't know. But uh, congratulations to the Jaguars. And as a Grambling Knight, really, really disappointing. And now we're looking for another head coach two years later, and we'll see what happens. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, you mentioned that. Um, and again, I, you know, I'm from the outside looking in. Grambling's a state institution in the state of Louisiana. I always look at the big picture. Um, I'm an emotional guy, and I know emotions play a, a lot of a part in, in, in everything. Um, you look at the body of work, 8 and 14. It comes simply down, and, and, and I know the director of athletics personally, Dr. Scott. Um, he had to make the call, just like Coach Banks. And, 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 you know, whether you agree or not, a lot of times we disagree on, um, hey, three years versus two. So let's specifically look at the body of, the body of work. If Graham State would have won nine and 14, improvement? Yeah. How many games did they win uh, year year one? Three? Mm -hmm. So they went to five, two games. So I, I look at overall the body of work. Let's say if they won the game, nine and 14. To me, it depends on what Grammar State's expectations. Now, we're going to have Willa Brown joining us earlier. He kind of mentioned to me that if he was the AD, he wouldn't have made that hire. Um, if we kind of look at perhaps getting into the mind of uh, Dr. Scott. Why do you think he made that that hire? Based on what? Uh, Hugh Jackson, coach in the NFL, coach in the Power Five, coach across all landscapes. If you look at the record then compared to now, not, not a great record even as a head football coach in the NFL. Didn't get it done. So with that being said, the only other reason, now Travis says Banks was forced uh, to, to hire, wait, wait a minute, Banks, wait a minute, we're talking about Grandma State. Um, Dr. Scott, was he forced? Is that what you're saying, Travis? I'm not sure. To to hire Hugh Jackson, but but anyway, you look at that guy, and then the people that he knows. I think it was a hire, not only for X's and O's, but what can be brought to Grambling State. Not that they didn't have any needing the notoriety, because Grambling is where everybody's somebody. But it just it just didn't work out. Again, from the outside looking in, eight and fourteen overall after twenty two games. Now, 
Coach Dooley record was 12 and 10. A little bit better. But again, it's what is your criteria? Is that good enough for Grambling State alums? And and I know back and forth on social media, they were saying some say, no, you you shouldn't let a coach go that quickly after two years. But I will say this, Charles, and you may disagree. With the transfer portal now, and we've had several coaches to come on and talk about it. If they had a choice of bringing in a freshman or a seasoned collegiate athlete with one or two years already under his belt, and one specifically was Coach Carlos James, baseball coach at UAPB. He says he's going in that direction. So the climate in college athletics right now, it's like you live in the Gulf Coast, right? The climate for a hurricane, warm temperature, warm waters. The climate in college athletics now has been set. The genie is out of the bottle with the transfer portal. You don't have five years. Traditionally, five years, let them go through some recruiting classes. You're bringing in freshmen. Now you're not, per se. You're going through the portal. With that happening now, you have to win, and you have to win quickly. And that's just the way it is right now. Now, we can debate about two years versus three. Coach Jackson, Coach Dooley gets a third year. Do they win a championship? I've said previously, you gotta, we got to see production. Every year, we gotta, they got to get better, game by game. But I present to you, the climate now is you got to win and win quickly. And in most cases, two to three years, if, you're, if you don't, based on what your benchmark is, your criteria, you don't win, they're going to replace you. Whether it's right or wrong, fair or unfair, that's just the way it is right now. And quite simply, Grambling State, Southern, Texas Southern, they're all about to hire new football coaches, and they have to nail it. They really do. Well, I'll say this. If this is if this quick hook is the way it is at HBCUs and your examples in this conference, Southern, Grambling, mm-hmm. You know, I think Texas Southern, you know, you don't hear a lot of people talk about Coach McKinney being let go. He had five years. I think everyone agrees that was more than enough time. But if if this is the way it's going to be for alums, for boosters, for donors, for administrations, get your checkbook ready because you're going to be paying out and buying out coaches and assistant coaches. If you're prepared to do that, and they have a lot more money than I do, if you're prepared to do that, then go right ahead. But at some point, the well does run a little dry on that. At some point, someone is going to say, hey, I can't keep doing this after two years. I want to see if this thing is going to be a complete zonk or not. So at some point, you do run out. I mean, at LSU, you can afford to get rid of a coach after two or three years. You know, Jimbo Fisher just got $78 million to go away. You know, Terry Bowden got let go at ULM. Indiana's coach was let go with a $20 million buyout. These folks and these programs can afford to do that and not even blink. Uh Dooley was let go with, from what's being reported, with buyouts of assistant coaches in Dooley, a million bucks. 
in two years, if the next Southern coach, whoever it is, if it don't work out, are you prepared to write another check? Are the boosters prepared to do that? Or is the university prepared to do that? Then you're tying up even more money as you get rid of one, hire another. And we've seen programs that are paying out three or four coaches. Can we do that? Maybe. I don't think so. So if this is where we are, it's fine. But are you prepared to keep the checkbook out? I, I just don't believe fans are going to continue. Donors, business people are going to continue to do that without asking, can we give it a little more time? I think three years is a perfect, I won't say perfect, nothing's perfect, but three years is a good litmus test to see if you're even pointed in the right direction. Before you can go there, you got to be pointed there. I think the Bayou Classic, if winning that Bayou Classic would have stabilized the fan base some. And I talked, like I said, within the last hour, I talked to some people, Grambling Knights, who are kind of plugged in a little bit. Mm -hmm. They said, hey, if Grambling wins the Bayou, we're not talking about Hugh Jackson being out the door. I totally agree with that. I totally because you feel good about beating your rival. And next year, you got all corn coming to Grambling. If you just look ahead to next year's schedule, you win the Bayou, you got some big home games coming up. You got a chance to, to get on level footing and feel even better. But now, Carlos, unlike LSU, unlike these bigger programs that can afford to turn these coaches over, and these programs are so good to where they're going to get the five stars anyway, regardless. In our conference, for the most part, when you're hiring a new coach, you're starting over. You're starting over. You mentioned Noah Bowden. Mm -hmm. Great Bayou Classic. Will he be there with a new coach? Andrew Body's transferring. Are you prepared to kind of take us some steps back with a new coach? Yes. If the program is in that bad of shape, yes. You have to do that. Mm -hmm. McKinney's case, yes. Five years. But two years, you're starting over. You're starting over. Mahotra, the guy that's been on this show, he's transferring. I know some probably have some quarterbacks in the hopper, but with a new head coach or if it's someone on the staff, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it's going to go. You're starting over at, at our conference. When you're getting a head coach, you're basically starting over. Now APR will prevent some of that, but kids are transferring left and right when a coach leaves. So unless you're prepared to deal with the onslaught of the transfers. And yes, kids will come in. Carlos, I know you I know you believe in, hey, the ship's going to keep sailing. Mm. But how many steps back are you prepared to take? I think Southern University basketball is a great example of a solid program. When Sean Woods was let go, top five program, you got Kevin Johnson. Southern was pretty decent before when Sean Woods was let go. Southern football, clearly, it, 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 it didn't happen. For Grambling, lost the game at Alcorn, beat the eventual Western Division champs, threw the Bayou class away. I think you feel like, you know, for me personally, let's let's give it one more crack at the apple. Now I'm disappointed that they didn't come out the Bayou Classic from the door. I was just I'm still disappointed about that. Yeah, first and goal from the one. Yeah, you got to find a way to get it in. But what happened 27 to 7 in the third quarter? You didn't, you didn't come out ready. But I still think if they had won that game. I think mm -hmm. the fan base would have been satisfied enough to where let's give you 
another year. And then with a new president coming and other dynamics in play, you can make the change maybe of next year's a zonk. But hey, it didn't happen. So now you're prepared to probably start over again after two years. Southern is going to be prepared to possibly start over again after two years. Mm -hmm. Can we continue to do that? Can we continue to shell out the kind of money that's guaranteed to these coaches and assistants? Can we continue to do that? Texas A&M can do it. Alabama can do it. Georgia can do it. LSU can do it. Florida can do it. But can Grambling do it? Can Southern do it? Yeah. But is that really what is needed? That's my only that's my only concern and that that's my only deal. Well, you you, you keep mentioning about having to start over. You know, first of all, <laughs> we can't even compare the LSUs and Alabama. That that just totally out of the conversation. It is what it is. Once again, I think the climate and what we are, where we are in the climate right now, you have to win and you have to win quickly. I would love to say five years, give them another bite of the apple. That's the way it used to be. It's not that way anymore. Two years. And, and, and I told you two. Yep. That's, that's what it is. Two Maybe three years. There's no guarantee Grandma State comes back and wins a championship. You know, I said on this show that I thought Dooley would get a third year, but he would have to win a championship. And did I feel confident enough that he would be able to do it? I didn't think so. Grandma Knights have to speak for themselves. You know, give him a third year. Are you confident enough? that Grandma could win a championship or or is it even is is that even a goal for Grandma State is it in year three to get two more games better and and come up to seven wins is that good enough for me but I'm I'm not a Grandma alum I know for Southern seven games a year winning that's not good enough for me Winning a championship every year, that's not realistic, but in the conversation. Getting seven games, okay, so let's... Seven games for me, no. Seven games plus a division title? No, no, no. We're talking about seven games. Because most likely seven games and a division title are not going to happen. Every now and then. Hear me clearly. Seven games. Every year, that's just... Not good enough for me. Carlos Brown saying that. Seven wins? You mean seven wins? No. I, I need more than seven wins every year. And guess what? Athletics and the way athletics has been run, sometimes it seems like we're stuck in the 80s and 90s mode. And talking to Dr. Cavill, those days are gone. You're going to have to adjust. And the model has changed. Resources, you talk about alums, alums should be given anyway. And I know there's been some, you know, mistrust. I don't want to give a lot. But you still need alums to give back. 
That's not going to change. Can they do better, Charles? Exactly. They can do better. And we all they can do should. Better. Yeah, yeah. We should. But college athletics has changed. Yeah. And you're going to have to adapt. And if you don't, you're going to be left behind. I know it's a tough job, a director of athletics. I know it is. But you're going to have to put a team together. If you're if you're an AD and your strong point is not a, a business background, then somebody has to put together a staff that, you know, associate ADs, marketing, branding, you know, fundraising, all of that. It takes a team effort. You can't be stuck in the 1990 modes. I, I, I'm not going to I'm going to drop the 80s mode. In the 90s mode. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is the climate. Again, I'm going back to that point. You don't have five years to win. Yeah. And, God, and God bless Texas Southern. Coach McKinney went five years. Did, didn't get it done. They decided to move on. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I would say five years is a lot. I mean, that is a lot to ask, and that's a lot of time. But is two years enough time to say you got to win a championship or a division title in two years, considering players transfer out, considering that I, I'm going to say start over because you are, because players are leaving and you got to come in hitting the ground running and hitting the ground running at our schools is tough because you got to learn the landscape. And that's why year one is always tough. Jay, and I, I text you earlier, Jay Hobson was a classic example of someone that was hired on Memorial Day three months before the season started. And we were in the Eastern Division race in year one. And in year two, we just took off. And from there was history until Jay Hobson left to go to USM. And so it, it can happen, it, but it very rarely happens. And so I just think that there has to be a little bit of an acclimation period. And yes, you have to win now. We all would love to win now. But when players leave, you gotta you gotta hit a home run in recruiting. You're coming in late. You're trying to figure out the landscape. I just think there has to be at least in two years show something. And in year three, if you're trending in the right direction, then you can think about moving forward. And I agree. But if you don't, then yes, you have to pull the plug. But those first couple of years at our schools. Usually it takes time and two years, I think is enough time So two years. To me, you got your feet up under you. You're figuring out your administration. You're figuring mm -hmm. out your fan base. You're figuring out your boosters and your student support and everything that's around you. It just takes a little time. And I think two years to me is a good, is a good deal. Four years, a lot of time, but two years, not quite enough. For me, it just takes three. I think three after three, you can get a really good picture of that. Mm -hmm. Well, three versus two. Uh, I see some people in the chat room saying, "Yeah, you got to cut, 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 cut your losses." I, I, I guess we'll move off of this. We'll see uh, what our other guests uh, have uh, have to say about that. Two versus three, two years. Charles says at least three years, I'm saying five would be great. It's, it, that's not the case. I'm saying that in this climate, now you've got to win and win quickly. What, what is considered winning? Your, your division, 
Um, you win eight eight games but lose two in the division. You don't go to the championship, but you're eight and three. You're happy about the eight and three. You win the Bayou Classic. You don't go to the championship game, but you're eight and three. You happy with that? I, you, you love the Bayou Classic. It, it is what it is. But for me, I can only speak for me. It a season is not determined if you win the Bayou Classic. You you've had teams to be coming to the game eight and two, and they lose the Bayou Classic. They're eight and three. But it's eight and three. Eight, I'm, okay, let, okay. Let eight, me, eight, let, eight wins to me. Uh, again, I can only speak for myself. Right. As a Southern alum. Nine wins, ten wins every season. Is that realistic now? Probably not, but it's a goal. <laughs> Travis said it's the way you're losing, Charles. Yeah, I, I get uh, that. I, 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 I mean, I guess it I just goes that. to. I, yeah. I guess it goes to what is your criteria? Yeah, and then I guess you have to go to each fan base. Yeah. You know, if, if you ask Mississippi Valley State alums, they probably going to have a different goal and give different yeah. benchmarks. Yeah. But I'm willing to bet FAMU, Jackson State, Southern, I, I don't even know. I, I guess put Grandma State in there. And, 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 and Alcorn, what is the criteria for you to be successful? Is it some championships every other year, always in the discussion? It's six and five satisfactory to you seven and four i'm just saying charles as a southern alum eight wins every year okay nine wins i'm smiling a little bit more 10 wins 11 wins always in the conversation playing for a championship is it realistic to win a championship every year because everybody's competitive. Everybody's trying to win. But it's yeah. just based on what's your criteria. What is a winning program to you and your yeah. fan base? Yeah. Well, our, I'll say this, Carlos. Our, our fan base has been so spoiled because we won six straight division titles. And it is an ugly feeling when you're not in that conversation. And so for us, it's it's about, of course, winning your big rival games, the Gramlins of the world, the Southerns of the world, the Jacksons of the world, the Valleys of the world, getting those done. And, yes, we beat Jackson State. We beat Jackson State. We didn't get to where we needed to be. Some of our fans are happy about that. But I interviewed our defensive coordinator. It's posted out there on social media. He is still thinking about that Texas Southern loss, how we just did not come out to play at all. And so the mm -hmm. fact that you know you're build you're based it you're basing it on division titles and we didn't have a shot you know our fans had to cancel hotel rooms but a lot of our folks thought we would be in Tallahassee right now I could be coming to you from Tallahassee right now and it was because of that Texas Southern game so our fans expect to be competitive our fans expect to win your rival games and our fans expect to be in the division hunt if not hoisting the Western Division title every single year. And so, yes, our fans have that that high expectations. Now, I, I haven't really heard our fans talk about eight wins, nine wins. I just think they just want to win the rival games, win the big games, and get to the SWAC championship game. I don't hear a number. I don't hear a number as far as I, for me, 
But, you know, wow. I, I want to get to the championship game regardless of how we get there because when you, you, you can't win it if you're in it, whether you back in or whatever, because those things do happen. Sometimes, you know, the football gods are on your side sometimes. And this this in this case for us, we are our own worst enemy. We're our own worst enemy because we lost to Texas Southern. And the preview loss also is coming back to bite us too. If we win that game, it's a different story. So for Grambling, look, they beat the Western Division champs. Apparently that didn't mm-hmm. that didn't amount to a hill of beans in the grand scheme of things. But I think the Bayou Classic, based on people that I've talked to at Grambling, if you win the Bayou, it's a tough conversation in terms of letting Hugh Jackson go if you win the Bayou Classic. But, you know, that didn't happen. We'll see what happens from here. I just, I just hope whoever the next hire is, it's got to be a slam dunk at Grambling. It's got to be a slam dunk at Southern University. You've got resources invested in getting rid of the coaches you have in place now. You've got to get this one right to buy the coach some more time. But in two years, if you're making this, this decision again, it's going to be some more head scratching because now you got more money tied up in the coaches that are no longer on, on your payroll. Well, it's going to be interesting. I'm kind of looking at the um, uh, the comments in the chat box, and um, I don't know yeah, have some that believe, hey, you cut your losses and you move on. Then you have some that will say, yeah, yeah, two years is is kind of kind of quick, but at the end of the day, you got to win. You got to have the resources. You got to make the right decisions. And I will say this again. Those who are looking to hire new coaches, they got to nail it. Because their job will be on the line if it's not done. Look, you got to start over. You got you got to start over. I, I, I wouldn't call it starting over. I would call it retooling, you know. And with the transfer portal, you have kids that leave every year, even when the coach is still there. You know, opportunities, a lack of opportunities, you know, personal issues, got to move on, graduated in grad school, want to seek another opportunity. You just got to step it up and move on. But that transfer portal, NIL, all of that, that is now part of college athletics. And with that being said, it's change. I, uh, I understand I, that, but but, I, if, but you I have to find the quarterback. So for football, you have to find the quarterback, the OC, and the system that's the right fit for what mm-hmm. you have. And that doesn't necessarily mean you snap a finger and it happens. As there's an acclimation period, there's a continuity period, and it doesn't always happen in year one. It doesn't always happen in year one. It may take into year two before you really see what you got as players leave. You retool. T.C. Taylor lost 50-plus guys. And Jackson State got it done with a 7-3 record. And even though Tiger fans aren't happy that they didn't they didn't beat FAMU, they lost to Bama State on mm-hmm. homecoming, and they lost to Alcorn. 7-3, considering you had 50 walk out the door, I think is a heck of a job by T.C. Taylor. Now, that's not acceptable going forward. Because now you've got to you've got to retool that thing again to get back to where you want to be. It's going to be a challenge. You got all, you go to Alcorn this year, but you know for for that situation it's a little bit different. I think he he did really well, even though it was a bad loss at the end of the season for them losing to Alcorn and the way you lost the game. But 
I, I'm just a believer in when you work, when you go in a situation, it takes a little bit of time. Not saying it takes 10 years, you know, in any job. But at some point, at some point, it's going to take time for you to kind of figure out where things are, whether you're in education, whether you're a radio guy, whether you're a coach. I think two years, two to three is enough time to say, OK, is this thing going to work or if it ain't going to work? And I, I, I just think for me, if for Grambling, if they win the Bayou, Hugh's still there. Now, for Dooley, it's another situation at Southern. Clearly, it was told to Dooley, hey, you got to shake things up. You you got to get rid of the yourself as OC and hire an OC or let someone else take over the play calling, whatever the case. You didn't do that. We had a coach just fired this week, Frank Wright, at Carolina. He took over the play calling, according to reports in Charlotte. He wasn't doing the play calling. He started taking it over in the last few weeks. The minute that happened, everyone in that building figured his time was short and he was fired. So I get that. I get all that. That's a different situation, but still, you got to make adjustments. You got to make adjustments. I agree. But I just think that two years in this, in our league, I think you got to give it that third year just to see if you can point it in the right direction. If not, then you got to pull the plug. But two years, too short, three years, I think is enough to see a good enough body of work to me. On that note, we'll take a timeout. Uh, let's see. Willow Brown is waiting. This will be interesting. Give the, uh, <laughs> get, 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 get the AD perspective. Also, FAMU hosting Prairie View in the 2023 SWAC Football Championship. Nobody's given Prairie View not a shot at all but the biggest the biggest inside situation for this game is the weather it's not it's not good at all right now in Tallahassee and um right up until game time could be some um, thunderstorms but hey the weather will be there for both teams it 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 won't be storming when FAMU has the ball. I'll probably vice versa. And then when the other team has the ball, it's not going to be raining. Yeah. The weather's going to be uh, an interesting situation in that ball game. But 2023 SWAC football uh, championship. Southern University wins the 5th annual Bayou Classic. We've been talking about that. And, of course, Grandma State fires Hugh Jackson. We'll take a timeout when we come back. Uh, Willow Brown will join us, then Coach Petaway. We haven't talked to Coach Petaway in a couple of weeks since all of this has, has, has gone on. But um, as you can see, agree to disagree, the culture, the climate of college athletics, man. Well, well Carlos, let me, let me say this. I think B.J. Jones, B.J. supposed to come on? Yeah, he's coming on. BJ had a very profound post this week on Facebook. Everybody's talking about the firing, but no one's talking about the hiring, meaning the hiring of who's going to be the next coach. I mean, I think we transition on from the firing. I think it's a struggle for me, at least on, on that front, but who's going to be the next coach? I think that's where the energy has got to turn our attention to. Cause like we've said, I think you got to nail both of these. And even for all corn, it's been reported. Our offensive coordinator was let go and our special teams coach, uh, there's a lot of talk out there, you know, nothing official from the university, but let's just say it does happen at some point. Who's going to be the OC? You got Jason Phillips, who was co-OC this past season. Will he be elevated to the OC? We got to hire an offensive line coach. 
Um, I think special teams, if all this is, is rumored true, that that'll probably be promoted from within. So we got some stuff to talk about too, Carlos. And uh, I think that's something that's probably going to be on the hopper as well. Well, they better nail it. Everybody better, uh, better nail it. <laughs> a big hammer? Got, 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 got to nail it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into some talk. Uh, we'll, we'll end the show about 10 minutes earlier. Uh, about 12.50 Central Standard Time, but we'll take a time out when we come back. Uh, visit with Willa Brown. You're watching the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. <laughs> Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. And who would make the play? In this case, it's Dimitri Marcel for Southern with a last-second deflection to seal a Jags victory over the Tigers. And, of course, for the players on that Southern sideline, they wanted this to come down to the edge to show all the preparation they put in for the granddaddy of them all, the Bayou Classic. We love the moment on us. Like, weight on our shoulders, that don't really phase us. Like, we want the big moment. Like, every player, like some type of players won't want the ball in their hands or wouldn't want the game on their back. We love that. That, that turned us up even more. It was a bunch of film study. I knew he was going to do fade. And I knew he liked to be physical. So I just stayed inside and I baited it. I waited. Uh, especially that last series. That's hard for asking a defense to do what they had to do. And for those guys to step up and answer the bell, Hats off to him. Hats off to the entire team because it's a team win. I'm grateful to have been at Grambling and um, had some success over there and to be able to come over here and do my thing. And um, I got two more years, so I look forward to the future and what it holds for us. With all the turmoil on the bluff the past month, from losing the top spot in the SWAC West to firing Eric Dooley, I think interim head coach Terrence Graves put it best. This game heals all ills, and it certainly will for Jaguar fans 
will have the bragging rights over Grand Lane until next time when they play the 51st Bayou Classic here. You know, that was interesting. Um, we really hadn't talked about it <laughs> much with Coach Graves uh, winning as an interim coach at Grandma State, interim coach at, at Southern University, and congratulations to, to the staff and that big uh, victory. Yeah, and the Bowie State guys, <laughs> Jordan Carter transferred in, big play, Demetrius Marcel, big play on the big stage, and uh, we kind of gave a statistical story, uh, analysis, uh, Bowden stepping on a big stage, a guy who's been through a lot in his collegiate career, uh, but an opportunity to start uh, coming from Grambling State, uh, now at Southern University. Talked about it last week. I kind of got the word that he may get to start. And so uh, completed 50% of his passes. One uh, one interception, one touchdown. Um, he he did well. He did well. The future uh, looks bright for uh, Noah Bolden. With that being said, uh, Southern University six and five overall to wrap up their season, five and three in conference play. I, I know for Southern Knights, it didn't. The season didn't end the way that they expected it to. Uh, the season, but they were able to uh, at least go out on, on a winning note. Now that leads us to who will be the next football coach uh, for Southern University. But now Willa Brown joins us. Willer, um, I guess we say good afternoon to you. Uh, yep. you're, in the, you're in the Eastern Standard Time. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, Willa, you got that uh, look on your face, that smile. That means you, you, have, <laughs> you have something to say. Go ahead, sir. Well, you know, I'm listening to you guys for like the last 15, 20 minutes, maybe. Talking about uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, you know, it's it's a tough decision that has to be made, Carlos. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no fans to bust about that, and that's for as Charles was saying, all the schools in the SWAC that have a current vacancy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think each school is different in terms of probably what they're looking for and what their demands may or, or may not be. Uh, and so, you know, the hire is going to have to be tailor-made to each particular school. Uh, mm -hmm. If I was advising anybody, and I'm not, by the way, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I, I would definitely have a list of what I'm looking for in my next head coach. You know, whether it be head coaching experience, you know, the ability to, you know, recruit quality athletes, the ability to uh, develop, you know, quality mm -hmm. athletes, you know, the whole nine yards that go with that. And, uh, you know, there's going to be certain things that I'm going to be uh, looking for. What mm -hmm. I'm not going to do, Carlos, is to invite a whole bunch of people into the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think you kind of get yourself in trouble by by doing that. I mean, you got some people that you trust in this game, some football mm -hmm. people that you trust that know football, that know you know what it is that you're looking for, that sort of thing. I, I'm not going to have 15, 20 people uh, whispering in my ear about who I should hire, that sort of thing. 
what becomes an issue, and we all know this, and I stated uh, at the last last time I had an opportunity to speak with you guys, was that you know you're not going to bat a thousand in a hiring game. Okay, but for people that are on the clock right now, they need to bat a thousand because mm. the the last hire didn't work out. So they're not going to be able to strike out on this one because they've already used their three swings. You know, so for Coach Banks and uh, Dr. Granger at Texas Southern and yeah, uh, 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 Travion down at uh, Grambling, you know, they had the high the hand in the last hires mm -hmm. that obviously did not work out. So they're going to have to definitely go back to the drawing board in some way, shape, or form. You know, find out what was wrong, what went wrong, and you know, and they're going to have to get it right this this go round. You know, it's the, and there's no margin for error at all. Hmm. Now, uh, having, I'm not going to say I've been in that situation, but you know, I've been pretty close uh, uh, to a situation like that. And it's, 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 it's difficult in terms of, you know, how you figure out ultimately which, which way it's going to go. But each school has its own criteria in mm -hmm. terms of what what the needs are. You know, if if I'm at Southern, you know, I'm looking for a guy that has had head coaching experience. I, I think that's that's gotta be a must. And I say mm -hmm. that because the fan base is, is fickle. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. You mm -hmm. know, and they, they kind of want success as soon as possible, that sort of thing. And I don't need to bring a guy in that it's gonna take six months for him to find out where the bathroom is. <laughs> I, I walk in this door with a clear set of uh, mm -hmm. goals, a clear set of having accomplished those goals at other places, you know, a, a clear mindset in terms of, you know, what we're going to do at Southern, how we're going to get it done, you know, la di da so forth, so on. That's the kind of guy that mm -hmm. I'm looking for if, if I'm you guys. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Carlos, you know, patience is gonna have to be the key. And if I'm if I'm mm -hmm. Banks, I am preaching that everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. You know, I I got to, I got to. You know, I know you guys want to win right away, and all this, that, and the other. You know, I know it's imperative that we hit the ground running and. I understand that, okay? But we are about longevity. You know, we're mm -hmm. about excellence over time. And if you're going to establish excellence over time, it's going to take time to get to that point of excellence, you know, to where now you can look towards sustaining that. Uh, I watched mm -hmm. the Bayou Classic uh, uh, the, other, the other day. First time I seen Southern's team play, and Carlos, and I'm not saying this in a negative light. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's a championship roster. Hmm. Okay. Well, the season, the season bared that out. I saw some good. 
don't get me wrong. I saw some mm -hmm. good. I saw some quality at some positions, but I don't know from number one to number sixty-three if that is a championship roster. Mm -hmm. And having said that, you know, then I'm going to have to look at realistically how long is it going to take for this to become a championship roster? Because mm -hmm. I don't believe that it's there right now. I don't think nobody picks that ball up and come in next year and now all of a sudden we're 9-2, and 10-1, and one, win a SWAC championship game, going to Atlanta mm -hmm. for the Celebration Bowl. Mm -hmm. I, just don't, I, I don't see that right now. Nor do I see that at Grambling. Mm -hmm. I see a major, I see a major rebuild at Grambling. So anybody that thinks that, uh, you know, they're going to get the job at Grambling and walk in there and then all of a sudden they're in a SWAC championship game next year, that sort of thing. Those are unrealistic expectations. And I'm not listening to any potential coach in the interview process who's going to tell me different. I'm not mm -hmm. hearing it. I know it's not there. You just saying that so I can give you the job, you know that that sort of thing. <laughs> Not listening at all, and we know that Texas Southern hasn't been to the championship game, and I don't know how long. So anybody that comes in the door in the interview process, preaching that they're gonna do this, that, and the other next year or even the year after, okay, I'm putting their resume in file thirteen. We know what file thirteen is. What is that? You know, so I mean that's just that, that's 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 just how that is, Carlos. But you know, mm -hmm. patience is gonna have to be the key at all three of those stops. No doubt about it. You know, the ADs are gonna have to do their due diligence. You know, they're gonna have to get with some football people that they trust. You know, mm -hmm. and and really, really scour and look and see what's there, and you know. But like I said, you know, at Texas Southern, they can probably get, they can probably do with a hot assistant coach from somewhere. You know, that can come in and you know, kind of build this thing from scratch, that sort of. Because they haven't been anywhere in a long time. But at Grambling and Southern. You know, those criteria are a little bit different, you know, simply because of the, you know, boo birds and, and, and the folk that are out there that want to see success right away. So their mode is going to have to be more so in a proven type guy, a guy that's done it somewhere else or has been close to doing it somewhere else. And, and I, I can tell you, Carlos, and, and McNair might not be the ideal person for Southern, simply because he's coming from Alcorn. Yeah, but if I'm Grambling, okay, I give McNair no rest at all. You 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 call him you be calling him every every day. <laughs> every day. Every day. Look, I got this for you. Uh you got you're gonna have a full complement of assistant coaches. You know, we're gonna pay them like assistant coaches should be paid. You know, you got 63 scholarships. Ain't no doubt about that. You know, we can come in. Let's look at the recruiting budget, see what it is we need, where we got to go. You know, the whole nine yards with that. I, I like 
his experience, the fact that he has been there before in terms of been to the championship game on a regular basis. He knows what it takes. There's no doubt about that, you know. And so I'm looking at whatever shortcomings he didn't have at Alcorn, and I'm making sure he got him at Grambling. So he's, he, he's mm-hmm. my guy. He's my guy. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah. there's no ifs, ands, and buts about that. I'm giving his cell phone no rest, Carlos. <laughs> on the emails, I'm uh, text messages and X and Twitter and and every Instagram, everybody else that's out there. Okay, I, I'm I'm on his case, hot and heavy. And you know, I, I know it, he he sources mm-hmm. away from getting it done. Right, and and. That's a valid point. That is actually a valid point. Now, and, and, and that's why just just to me, when I hear some of the all-corn nights, I guess sometimes you, you get bored maybe, but his his resume, you, 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 you can't doubt it. Now, they will bring up to me, what have he done for me lately? Since they moved to the Western Division, they have not won the division. However, there are some things that he is trying to work with and work against, and we all know what know what that is from the political standpoint of going through a president, uh, an AD, not having the resources, but still, he's done an outstanding job. And you, he's been fighting. You, the, he, you, won't, you won't have no disagreement with me. Uh, he's, he's been fighting the resource battle since time mm-hmm. itself, you know. And you know, I'm sure in the back of his mind somewhere, he's thinking, "Man, what I could do, you know, if I had the full mm-hmm. complement of of everything. If I had a yeah. full complement of staff. If I had a full complement of 63 scholarships. Mm-hmm. You know, what 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 are the things that I could do?" If I if I had those things and, and when you are worried about whether or not the bills are going to get paid or, you know, uh, 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 are we going to be able to leave the day before for a particular game, that sort of thing and stuff, you know, those those things wear on your mind, you know, and, and, and you know, am I going to be able to get this kid or that kid? Is he going to have enough Pell Grant money? You know, am I going to be able to find, you know, a few dollars here and there to take care of this, take care of that, you know, am I going to be able to get the assistant coach that I want at 50,000, you know, knowing that somebody else is willing to pay him 70 or 75, you know, I mean, if you don't have those things to worry about as a football coach, hell, you're in you're hog heaven, Carlos. And in spite, and in spite of that, if, if, if I can interject, uh, you know, there was one year we opted out. You know, we, we had that run in which we won the six straight division titles, the back-to-back SWAC championship games at home, and then mm-hmm. COVID hit, and then we opted out. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, how many steps back do you take on that when you opt out and then you have to kind of re- recharge and, and all of that? And the issue that he that he made public about the lack of trainers and all of that, mm-hmm. and all that, he plowed through, didn't make any excuses, and he did the best that he could to try to get things back on track. And since mm-hmm. coming to the West, guys, it has it has been a struggle. Uh, you know, it has been a struggle. This year we had it in our sights, and we let it slip away down in Houston. That's where we left the division title. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I don't feel in Houston against Texas Southern where we just didn't show up basically for that game. So I, I think, you know, Coach McNair's name has been mentioned prominently. You know, he, of course, he hasn't talked to me about it, but I think he knows that people are looking at him. But I, he loves Alcorn, though, and he wants to make this thing work. And, and, and right he does. And he does. And, you know, the love, the love that he has, I, it's almost hard seeing him somewhere else. But one time I talked to him off the record, he said, if you want to know, ask me. Speculation about going this place, that place, come to the source. Mm-hmm. So his, his resume shouldn't be doubted. Him mm-hmm. as a coach shouldn't be doubted that that's off that's off the case for discussion. We, we don't we don't even have to discuss that mm-hmm. anymore. Now, wh- whether he wants to make it and go somewhere else, I think that's going to be up to Coach McNair, but uh, valid point, Willer, valid point. Mm-hmm. And, and I will also say this, Willer, it's nice what you said about Southern and your observation on that football team. I can only speak for myself. Maybe unrealistic, but my goals is every year. And, and I think there's talent on that roster. Mm-hmm. Just was not disciplined. Do they have spots that they need to get better at? Oh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. But my expectations will always be the same. 20 years doing this, I always look for nine or 10 wins. Call me crazy as hell. <laughs> Well, Carlos, it's just my expectation. I don't, I don't. I don't look at it. I don't look at it in terms of a set number of wins. I look mm-hmm. at it in terms of being in the discussion. Okay. So I don't. I've never seen a time over the mm-hmm. course of the last six, seven years, or what have you, when Southern wasn't in the discussion. Mm-hmm. I've always heard their name in the discussion. You know, and as long as you're in the discussion, then that means that folk believe that you're doing some things right, you know, and you always got an opportunity to show what you can do. You know, now, you know, would you like to win nine, ten games every year? I would Mm -hmm. say yes, who wouldn't? You know, but there's going to come a time in everybody's program, okay, when they're going to look back and say, you know, seven and four wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. I shudder yeah. to I shudder to think, Will. Eight, eight, oh eight, my goodness. Three <laughs> was not bad. You know, there's gonna come a time, Carlos. Ain't no doubt about that. And you there know? were years so, and it better be a short time. It better be a short time. Eastern Division and we were seven and four. And, and you know what? People people didn't complain about the 74, that they loved the fact that we were in the SWAC championship game and we went to Atlanta and we hosted the first two on campus. So mm-hmm. I think the record, I know you like to go nine and two, ten and one. I get that. That's right. It, and you won't I change my mind. You won't I'm not, change I'm not, my mind. I'm, Nobody. I'm change your mind. Nobody changed my mind. I'm stuck. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm saying if if you win, if, if you get a chance to hoist that trophy in Atlanta. If you get a chance to hoist that swag championship trophy, are you thinking about seven and four? Like, man, well, I wish we could be nine and one or ten and one. If they hoist that trophy, they hand it to you. Are you gonna say, man, we only went seven and four? Hey, guess what? Pretty much, it'll tell me they've had nine or ten wins. 
to, to, to host that trophy in Atlanta Celebration Bowl, just like FAMU has the opportunity. Coach Petaway, BJ, yes. come on in the discussion. I, I want to hear yeah, your thoughts. I, I, I want to comment on something. Now, you all are throwing out all these names about bringing in coaches. Uh, I think Coach McNabb would be a great choice, right? But to me, if you're going to bring in an experienced coach, how many coaches going to leave for a two, two-year contract? <laughs> that, that's crazy. Why, why would I leave? What, I've been out of coaching for since 11. I'm not going nowhere now. I'm serious. To me, it, it's, it's unfair. You, you'd be surprised. You should, least, you should at least give me a recruiting class. Mm-hmm. I, I think I should be de- defined by a recruiting class. And to me, that's fair. Now, we're talking in three years, you should be able to see some progress because I'm bringing in my own people. But when I first get there, I'm dealing with the other guys' uh, players. So his players may not fit my my system. But if your mm-hmm. mind is already set that in two years, I got to be at the top of the mountain, that that's a, that's a no-brainer for me. Stay retired. Right? <laughs> but, if, but, if you, but if you want a good coach, I think you have to give them a chance. You give them a recruiting. You give them a recruiting period, cycle rather. In other words, they're bringing their own people, judge them by that third year of, of those recruits. And I, to me, that's fair. That, mm-hmm. that, that That's all I'm saying. But uh, I, I know things are different now, but we we can't do like the other people do, uh, give coaches two years and then we're going to pay them off. We don't have that kind of money. If, mm-hmm. if you got money to pay off a coach, Help them, them dog on Olympic sports. Give them that mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Make sure all the sport, all the sports in your athletic department got their maximum number of scholarships. Make sure that we're giving cost of attendance. Give these coaches an opportunity to recruit against light people. And I get into it more when we start talking about basketball because I like what I'm seeing right now in the SWAC when it comes to basketball. When you, look at, when, you, when you look at what, what these coaches have done uh, uh, against the outside competition, see, I don't just look at them playing against the power five. Yeah, I want them to win every now and then. But when you play against programs that have similar budgets and you win, to me, that's a win for the SWAT conference. That's a win for all of us. But we got to be very we, – we have to be very careful about our expectations with these coaches now and giving them only two or three years, two years. That that to me that's not fair. Mm-mm. I I I understand that. And and once again, I'm saying that the climate via the, the transfer portal, what that did, what that did, that wiped out getting three, four, five years because you're hiring people, you're getting players that can move right away and 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 with that expectation i've had coaches come on and say they're not recruiting per se the you know the kids coming out of high school they've got to win and win now and i think one of the reasons is because of the transfer reporter well carlos carlos i'm gonna come back to you i'm gonna come back to you will bj go 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 ahead bj uh i think in a perfect world a coach gives three years um, I, I think that's a, you know, 
the respectful, uh, you know, amount of time. But I also will say this: you kind of know in year two if you're going forward, moving towards something, or you're kind of going backwards. Now, I'm gonna give you an example. Uh, Eddie Robinson at Alabama State took a step forward this year. Um, he came into Alabama State um, a year ago. He won six ball games. That was the first winning season since 2014. He comes back this year. He finished his second in the SWAC Eastern Division. He has a year which is historical by Alabama State standards. They beat Southern Grambling, won the Magic City Classic, uh, beat, Tusca, uh, beat Tuskegee, and beat Jackson State all within the same year. Uh, looks like he has that program moving in the right direction. So I think, you know, there's no problem with giving him uh, a year number three. But I think if you're in a situation where you, you know, you're at two or three wins year one and you're at two or, two or three wins year two, um, and it looks the same, people are going to start having questions on uh, whether that year three is even going to be necessary or is it going to be more of the same. And then also, BJ and Wheeler, we kind of talked, and, and I don't want to miss this point, um, what coach do and remember we're talking about being stubborn and you know some things internally with coach Dooley and Willa you mentioned if I'm not mistaken when you found out that kind of information about some things that went on internally mm-hmm. then you know you kind of set yourself up you know I, I understand what everybody's saying ideally you would want three years hell I vote for four years but again, if you don't see, in, in some example, they went down. The example BJ with Alabama State, I think it was a significant improvement. Now, Charles brought up with, with Coach Jackson. Yeah, he won three games the first year, then went up to what, five? Technically, that is an improvement, but how much of an improvement? And then Willard. Would you have, and maybe this is putting you on the spot, would you have hired Hugh Jackson if you were sitting in the director's chair well, at, I, I, at Grammar I, State I, University? And I've been vocal on this part. I never would have hired him in the first place. You well, know, it, he did not check off the boxes for me in terms mm-hmm. of development of talent, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the culture as it pertains to, you know, mm-hmm. HBCU football, that sort of thing. He just didn't – he didn't check those boxes off for me. That was, to me, one of those splash hires. Let me try to keep up with the prime times. That's and right, yeah. And Georgia's mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. He got swept up in that current and got paid. And paid handsomely. $1,000 a year for the last two years. You know, so, you know, I never would have made that hire in, in the first place. And somebody had to be held accountable for that particular hire. Hmm. I'm I not going to call any names. <laughs> I, I, don't that, I don't believe that it's necessary. But somebody should be held responsible for that particular hire. To the point where I have a serious question now in terms of whether or not I feel comfortable allowing you to make that next hire. Mm. I I agree, Carlos. What it is that that you're about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now we're going to look for that next splash. 
or are we going back to nuts and bolts, you know, blocking and tackling and, you know, the basics to try to find this person who can come in here and, 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 and get it done in our particular program? You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not flash and dash, yeah. Carlos. Yeah. That, that ain't me. You know, I'm I'm about you know having seen nuts and nuts and bolts. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's going to have to be uh, dictated out there in terms of what our expectations are moving moving forward. You know, but there's a trust factor now, and I say this because I ain't in the game right now. You know, it's probably a little trust factor with, with Coach Banks, you know, in terms of, you know, his this next hire on him. There's probably a little trust factor there in some circles with uh, with Scott at Grambling, you know. So they're going to have to answer those, those particular questions. They're going to be held to a real high standard and probably rightfully so, you know, mm -hmm. and they're in a position now where they can't get this wrong. I'm gonna ask a quick question as, as an AD. How many chances do you get to hire to screw up a football coach's hire? This is wow, your wow. He said screw up. Sorry. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm just saying, but football's the money maker. I mean, I think I think so. This is it. Yeah. This is it. You get you get one shot to screw it up. You get one shot to screw it up. I'm not saying you got to bat a thousand. You know, I've, I've been on the record as saying you, you shouldn't have to bat a thousand, but damn, you ought to be close to about 800 or so. <laughs> that's, that's, that's 775. <laughs> 300 not going to get it. So yeah. that's not going to get it. You know? We, we, we ain't bad dead in Ben Rouge, Wheeler. <laughs> we ain't bad dead in Ben Rouge at all. Well, yeah, but, but really, you you know now as as an administrator, you know the public says that the AD did made the hire, right? Yeah, we know behind the scenes now. Yeah, we do. With that dog on president and them boards. Coach Petaway, Coach Petaway. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, okay, it's your name attached to it. I at the that. end of the day, at the end of the day, now I've been in some situations where the coach was hired for me. Correct. Where I was told, okay, if you want this job, Mr. AD, this is the coach. If yep. you want this job, no. this, is your, this is your I, next football coach. Right. No, no, I've no, seen it. No, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the reality <laughs> Carlos, of it. Carlos, I won't call you know, anybody. You know I'm being facetious. I, you know I, that. I won't call any names. But but when that decision was made, okay, then I had to go all in. And I all put else. forth my very best effort to try to help this person succeed. Mm -hmm. You know, so right. I went at it like it was my hire. Right. Because and then it, if it doesn't work out, you still have to solve. You still I, have to follow the score. I gotta own it. I gotta right, own it. Right. You know, I gotta own it. You know, and and granted, he didn't do well. You know, but the handwriting I thought was on the wall pretty much from day one, but he did not not do well because I did not provide him the support 
necessary to do well. You did your part. In other oh, words. no doubt. No, I held his hand pretty much every step of the way. <laughs> you know, well, and fought, fought with them tooth and nail. You know, at every press conference, I've never, I've never let him show up alone. You know, he always saw that he had the AD support in everything that he did, no matter how large or how small it was. He knew I had, his, I, I had his back. I got a question with you, Wheeler. What you sitting in that in that athletic director's seat? Uh, when you have a situation like that, uh, when the the hire is made by a conglomerate of people uh, that didn't include you uh, as an AD, kind of your back against is against the wall, and you know if it doesn't work out, you're going to fall on the sword. And a lot of the times, you kind of know it's not going to work out because usually these hires are made for political reasons mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with on on court or on field performance. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you navigate those waters as, as an athletic director? You know, it's, 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 it's very difficult, and in a lot of instances, BJ, uh, you know that it's going to take you an extra long time to get that next job, which is kind of why I'm, I kind of feel like I'm dangling in the wind right now a little bit, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, you, you know that going in, but, you know, you're not going to allow yourself not to support the person that's in that in that position, you know, you just you just not going to do that at all. You know, you're going to do your damnedest to you know get them the things that they need to be successful. You know, you're going to do your best to ensure that you know you're there supporting them each and every step of the way. That scholarships are in place, dollars and cents are in place, pretty much as much as possible. And you know, me being a football guy. You know, that's that's even more pressure because everybody expects a football guy to have a great football program, you know. And but, you know, you you just got to you got to do what it is that you do, you know, but you're the, uh, the, the utmost, BJ, you got to support that person. You got to be there for them. You know, when they're calling in the middle of the night, when a big phone and complain about this, that, the other. You got to be that listening ear, you know, you got to, you got to tell them and know on certain terms, you know, what's good and, and what's not good. And, you know, you, you just got to make that difficult call, you know, and sometimes you got to make decisions for them for their sake, you know, but you hmm. cannot at any time say that this was not my hire, you know, yeah. or I didn't have a hand in hiring this guy. You know, you can't you can't say that when you become AD, you know, that's your program. Everybody in that program belongs to you, you know, and, and you take ownership of that program and you keep it moving forward from there. You try to fix what's broken. If it's broken, you try to fix it. You know, uh, if it comes a point in time when you got to divorce yourself from a particular coach or something like that, you have to make sure that you feel good about what you've done in terms of helping that coach succeed to the point where if it just doesn't work out, it don't work out. Right. You know, and, then, those, and then those things happen. Right. And, and then, uh, and, Willow, you, you also, you would hope that your president and your board does not put you in a situation like that. But, yeah. But, but sometimes it, 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 it will happen. And in terms of these hires now, if they don't want 
just the AD to pull the trigger on it. Come up with a small committee, three to five people that they can trust, put them on the committee, and, and let those people decide who should be the next person coming in there. Don't just leave it up to one person. Yeah, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Coach Petaway, at the end of the day, it's going to be on your back. Right, that's true because you'd have to. You know, you, it's going to be, it's going to be on your back. And my thing is, ultimately, if it's going to be on my back, then I want to try to do whatever it takes in order to make that call. Right. You know, but I have to make sure that I'm prepared in terms of having done my due diligence. You know, so that mm -hmm. if I got a list of people and I got to go to the president's office and discuss that list of people that I have, I got to make sure I's and T's are dotted and crossed to where I can fully explain why these three people are at the top of my list. Not to cut down on the president's list or whomever they may have in mind, you know, but I need to be able to explain to whomever you know, why these three people are on my list, what they bring to the table, why they're a good fit for, you know, University of XYZ, you know, the whole nine yards with that. And then if I'm told we're Will Brown, you know, this is who we want, that sort of thing, then, you know, if I'm going to keep this job and pay my mortgage and my house note, and if, if the wife's going to be happy when I bring the check home every day, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to sit in the president's office and, cut my nose despite my face and say, look, you know, I know I don't agree with this. You take this job and shove it. And I got nothing else left, you know, and I'm going to go home and tell the wife, look, baby, uh, you know, I just picked up my last check today because football coach. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, you know, this is this is interesting. Uh, I'm kind of looking in the chat room and the discussion, and, and, and it's interesting, BJ. You're a Southern alum. Everybody on here um, has been a part of the process. I know somebody being part of the process. And I was asked earlier this week. Now, Coach Banks came on this show on two occasions and stated that he has made or uh, has the opportunity to make a direct hire. Now, I don't know if that's the situation this time. You mentioned small committee. There's an athletic committee, and I'm, I've known in the past how things are happening. Sometimes we just have to discuss these things. Um, you have a, a search committee, albeit it could be small in the past. And you go through the process, recommend three candidates, and then the chancellor at that point, looks at him and then he says, he he doesn't like any of the three. Then the political part comes in, go back and open the process up again, albeit they have a person in the bullpen that they want and it's ironic that that person now becomes the number one candidate. You know, you rank them right, mm -hmm. one, two, yeah. and three. With that being said, so I'm going to put, put that out there. In this case, at Southern University, I can't speak for Texas Southern. They probably would go to committee. I don't know if they, if Grange will have a, the opportunity to make a direct hire. In this case, for Southern University this time, I don't think that's going to be the case because of the previous direct hires in multiple coaches 
that Coach Banks has has hired. But again, for the record, he came on the show and said that he had the opportunity. He was allowed to make a direct hire. So in this, but this next, do trust? Do you trust people who have no background in what it is that they're trying to hire? Um, let me answer that question. I'm not comfortable. No, but 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 then I'm also with Coach Banks making a direct hire and, and, and BJ. Come on in here. Do you allow Coach Banks to make a direct hire this time? Um, I, I mean, I'm going to I'm I'm answer the question for Wheeler. I don't trust anyone involved. Um, Roman Banks' um, track record of hiring coaches has not been a good one. Um, he's hired a coach with a 39% winning percentage. And most recently hired a coach with a 38% uh, 38% winning percentage. Oh. Um, and those hmm. those tenures when when it just started, one went how we thought it would go. Um and, and, and like I said, one is still his track records for hires ain't been great. But I will say this about the board. When they get together and put their hand their hands together and they come up with something, it ain't been good either. As a matter of fact, <laughs> it's been catastrophic. Yeah. Uh, for the university. And and this is the thing that, that that I would say. The problem that when we make board decisions, those decisions are literally made for the better of the, pe- the five or six people in that room and not usually what's overall best for Southern University or the student athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's a, a big problem that um, a lot of alums, fans um, have with a lot of the decisions that are made at Southern University. Yeah, now BJ and Carlos, now you all keep you mm-hmm. you keep saying that uh you don't know if Coach Banks should be uh allowed to make this direct hire. Mm-hmm. Now you you're implying that he he made the other hire, but I, I've been hearing that Coach Dooley wasn't his his person. That that, that wasn't the person that he wanted. So it wasn't. It wasn't. Right. So yeah. so then technically this might be his this would be his first hire for football coach, wouldn't it? It, 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 it might be, Coach mm. Pettaway. It might be technically, okay, but in the court of right, opinion, public opinion. Yeah, I know. In the court of public AD. opinion, right. you know, the last hire was his, and so he's got to nail it this time. You know, right. but it's my thing is, Carlos, you know, criteria. Mm. What's the criteria? For the next head coach at Southern, mm-hmm. you know that that needs to be put out there long and hard, you know, and that needs to be said at every stop that everybody makes. You know, mm-hmm. this is the criteria that we're looking for. If it's previous head coaching experience or what have you, you know, these are the things that we're looking for. Let the committee know these are the things that we're looking for, and we're only accepting the people who meet this mm-hmm. criteria. You know, I think so I think, one, I think that one out of three is not going to do. Two out of three ain't going to do. This is the criteria. You know, we want to look at and interview people who actually meet the criteria. Right. And adding on to that, you know, it's a special job. It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> as, as, as you all have stated, Two, three years 
we won't get into that again. You've all made your points on that. Matter of fact, Wheeler, you even said, and um, I, I, I was listening. I was listening to the All Court State broadcast, Charles and Dean Bourne. Even interject, he may have he ought to uh, apply for the job because nobody else is going to come for two years. Okay, come on, come, come on, come on, really. Let, let's just be serious. If you do well, if you do well, you'll get it. Let's let's even go back. A lot of people put out there about uh, here we go five four three two one. Coach Odoms. Oh, you did him wrong. No, no. He was offered a standard extension, three years. Six years, God bless him. If you can get six years somewhere else, he died. Go ahead. We appreciate your time. But when you look at it, it it's um at Southern, it's it, it's tough. It's tough. And I beg to differ. I think you will have. A lot of candidates are still interested in the job because what? It's Southern University. Well, they either don't have a job. They either don't have a job or is somebody trying to come up. I think the most no, no, what I'm saying is if you're only offering two years, I I think that on the back end, they got to get more than two years, Carlos, to get the job done. I, I Coach Petaway, I, I agree, but it just happened in circums this certain circumstance with Coach Dooley. That he didn't get, but if you look at the rest of the the, the ten years of uh, of the previous coaches, they got more than two years. Okay, yeah, now, just my opinion. But the criteria back to Wheeler. Uh, what what is the criteria, PJ? What is your criteria? I I have one, but it's just you know I, I I'll talk about it in a second. And uh, what is your criteria for for the next coach? Well, I'll always say this criteria changes based on what your program is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, I, this is this is why I've always been taught. When you uh, pick out a buyout, um, that conversation need to be had with the guy before. But when you when you know that the buyout is possible, it's time for you to start talking to the guy. And when you put pen in the paper and we go buy out and other coaches go, you may not have ridden the new horse yet, but he's scrapped up and ready to go. Uh-huh. So anytime you have a buyout and we're almost three weeks out and we talk about the search, makes me a little bit nervous. Because um, I've been told from, from guys across the industry, when you buy out, that guy is circled and you 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 see, you seek it in. That's one of the reasons for buying out. Uh, so I would say it has to be a proven head coach. You can't leave anything up to chance. All right? Because what you end up doing is, I, I said this earlier this week, the victory ain't in firing the coach. That ain't what the victory's in. And a lot of Southern fans, you know, start jumping up and down and hooping and hollering, oh, my God, Dooley's gone. The victory ain't in that. The victory is hiring the right guy. And, and, and that's what I want people to understand. So I think that it has to be a proven guy, someone who's proven that they can win uh, because you're in a situation where you just bought someone out and the next guy, he ain't getting bought out. He, 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 whatever his contract says, that's how long he's going to be there. So you need to take as, as, as few risks as possible. But I'm looking for a proven head coach, someone who's proven they can win on that level, proven that they can recruit um, on that level, uh, because that's what's going to be needed to take your, your program forward. And if money is an issue, that might be mean that you might need to look at a Division two guy that's not making as much 
but it shows that they can win with the resources that they have. So if you give them a little bit more, a little bit more resources. Imagine what they can do at your institution. Let me ask you. Let me let me ask you this. My brother, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get to you. Um, would a assistant coach who's paid their dues would you give them a shot? Yay, yay or nay? Uh, depends on the. Yeah, depends on the the depends on the assistant. Have that assistant matriculated up the ranks? Mm-hmm. Have they stayed a position coach, or have they become a coordinator? You saw them as an assistant head coach and did some other things. So I think if you have a guy like that, absolutely. Yeah. How about yeah. how about dis- discipline and accountability? That head coach, whoever it be, has a um, a track record of um, have a track record of. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, discipline and accountability. Dis- discipline because. I saw on the roster talent, but discipline. That undiscipline, you saw that. Oh, yes. That, that's something that's a premium. That's, that's something that you're going to be looking at because that's something that cost this football program ball games over the course of the last two years. Uh, being undisciplined. Anytime you go through an 11-game season and eight of those games, you go double-digit penalties for over 100 yards. Uh, that, that's hitting yardage that you, you're giving the other football teams. And a lot of those losses were six point, five point, seven point losses. Mm-hmm. Those penalties came back to bite this football team. All right, Willer. Dan, my question, Coach Cutaway, my, Charles. My, my, question, my question is this. And that's this is to everybody that's on the screen right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you had to, could you list five people? right now who meet your criteria in terms of becoming the head football coach at Southern University. Hmm. Could you list five people? I could probably could. Yeah. That have yeah, you know head coaching previous head coaching experience, you know, all the other things that we're that we're looking for, that's a, whether it's division two or FCS or what have you, could I you could. list five people right now? And, I, yep. I could, and I'm not going to share that five with you, but, <laughs> you know, but I could. I could. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, at some point in time, those things need to be disseminated, okay? Right, because right. there may be somebody in your mind, Carlos, who may fit the bill that I may not have thought about. Mm. You know, that I may need to take a longer look at or or what have you. You know, but I say that to say it's not that many guys out there mm-hmm. that that fit the bill. If we think it is, then we're kind of kidding ourselves. It's not that many, it's not that many out there. You know, especially when you're talking about prior head coaching experience, right. prior successful head coaching experience. You know, mm-hmm. it's that that pool dries up really quickly. Right, but Willa, when you go when you go that route, that means that you if 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 head coaching experience is your main criteria, you you're gonna lose a lot when it comes to these coordinators who have never been head coaches, but, may, but but may be in a position to move up, or they have shown that they have honed their craft. 
whether it be the offensive mm-hmm. coordinator or the defensive coordinator, and they haven't had an opportunity. But in so, some of these jobs, Coach Petaway, and some of these jobs, they're not tailor-made for what you're talking about right there. Like, if I'm going, if I if I'm only going to give two years, Carlos. There you go you with know. the two years again. If you help me in two years, that's not the trend. That's <laughs> what that's what Southern did in this case. But yeah. if you look at the whole history, it's never been two years all of the time, Charles. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm going carry on, Willer. <laughs> yep. No, All right, well, look, I'm, that'll I'm gonna, give you quite a few I'm more candidates. I'm gonna leave that part alone, then. If I'm only working with two cases, having a broad two cases that drives that drives up the pool. Wait a minute, who? Wait a minute, I didn't say who. Who? I, I may be wrong. What? What two cases? Southern and Grambling. Hugh Jackson lasted two years. Well. I, I, I agree with Willard. I wouldn't even made that higher. But guess what? You, you know what? I, I'll say it. It's because of who he was and what they thought he could bring to the table. Mm-hmm. That's why. And I will say it again until I pass out or leave <laughs> this earth. I'm for the guys who should be given the opportunity, mm-hmm. who have went through the process. And I also say this. Five, four, three, two, one, a warning. What we saw with Coach Sanders, I think it will be proven to have ruined a lot of programs if they tried to go that route. That worked yeah. for Jackson State. Yeah. God darn it. It's not – I almost said something else. Yeah. That, that <laughs> You can't fit that for everybody. I agree. I agree. Ca- 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 carry on. I, I, I agree with that. Let me, let me say this. I agree with Wheeler Brown 1,000%. If Coach Sanders wasn't hired at Jackson State, Hugh Jackson wouldn't have been hired at Grambling. No. I, I, I absolutely 100% agree. No. And, and, you know, we're in this copycat world now where, hey, the celebrity coach or whatever, I completely get it. Hey, I'll even go back as to say, I don't think they should. Don't mention celebrity copy. coaches to me. No more. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> no more. No well, more. You, well, you, well, you had Ed Reed up in the booth at the Bayou Classic uh, for <laughs> what's, been, what's been reported. So I don't know Guess what, what? I'm he, to that. He would have been sitting in in the section where everybody, all the other fans. <laughs> no, no, BJ, no, BJ, no. Southern doesn't have to do that. Southern well, doesn't yeah. have to do that. But he I was just told an hour ago. wasn't in your box, Carlos. He wasn't in your box. No, no. <laughs> and if and if I'm going, if I were to lose my mind and go that route. You got Aeneas Williams, you got Mel Blunt, you got all of those guys, but they don't have head coaching experience. Right. Don't give it because of a name. It's got to be the right fit. Right. Yeah. Be the right fit. And guess what? If I make the wrong decision, I'll come and say, at least Coach Banks said, it's on me. I made yeah. a bad decision if he made the total decision. But anyway, go ahead. Oh, boy, I, we, I got, we got five minutes left. Quickly, okay. I was told that Ed Reed was also in Grambling's uh, uh Grambling's box as well. You know, so I, I mean, so he, he was making cut, cut y'all, cut y'all. Yeah, he was politicking hard. He was politicking hard. Yeah, he was. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, 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 Carlos, can, can my, I give up my blood pressure is up here right now? <laughs> hey, hey, Carlos, let me bring it down a little bit. Let me change the subject real quick and give mm. our basketball coaches some love. 
If yes. you look on the if you look on the women's side, uh, you you got wins against the Southland Conference, the Pac-12, the OVC, the Sun Belt, the WAC, Missouri Valley, the ASUN, the Big East. I mean, these are all conferences that our programs have won. The female, women now, Prairie View over mm-hmm. McNeese, Grambling over Arizona, Arizona State. Uh, Valley beat McNeese, AM beats Tennessee uh, Tech, uh, Jackson uh-huh. State beats Southeast, Bethune Cookman, Georgia State, uh, uh, beat Nickel State, yeah, yep. right, Nickel State, yep. uh, yep. Bethune Cookman beat Bradley, Fam, you beat Jacksonville, Jackson State beat St. John, Bethune Cookman beat Jacksonville, AM beat North Alabama. Now, these are all wins by our, our women programs now. And and we, we we just listed the different conferences that they were successful against. On the men's side, Southern beat UNLV, Mountain West, uh Pine Bluff beat Central Arkansas, A Sun, uh Prairie View beat Abilene Christian, the WAC, Prairie View beat UT Martin, that's in the OVC. Uh Jackson State beat Missouri, mm-hmm. uh 73-72 SEC. Bethune Cooper beat Charles Charleston Southern, that's the big south. Prairie View beat Eastern Kentucky. That's the A-Sun. Uh, Alabama State beat North Carolina Central. And, you know, not, uh, beat North Carolina A&T, rather. They're now in the Coastal Athletic Conference. All right? Jackson State beat Arkansas State, Sunbelt. Uh, A&M beat Tennessee State, the OVC. And Bethune-Cookman beat Incarnate Wood. That's the Southland. So on both sides in basketball, we're winning games that are – that against other conferences and and mid-major conferences, they're not all power five wins, but we need to give them credit for what they've done so far. Uh-huh. And and and, and uh, Charles, man, we better be looking out for Bethune Cookman, man. They on the, those women are on the road down there, man. They mm. doing, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? In spite of that, and Willa, don't be listening. In spite, <laughs> in, in, in spite of. They've done well in spite of getting those schedules loaded heavily, particularly right. on, 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 on the men's side. Quickly, got three minutes left. SWAC football championship. BJ, family and purview AM. Nobody's giving purview AM a shot. Weather could play a big important role in this game. Who do you like in the SWAC championship, football championship? I like FAMU. I think FAMU gets it done. I think Purview is going to come in with a lot of emotion. Um, I think they have the ability to keep the game close in the first quarter like they did uh, back in late October. Family has too much. Right. Too much on the defensive end, off uh, the, the defensive line, offensive line, up front, the solid, the linebacking core. It's too much. I, I, I don't think that they beat them, what, by 39? I think they beat them the last time, 39, 38. But I think it's by 20 plus. Right. And I'm family uh, you also. I think, fam, I think the Rattlers – are going to have what it takes, particularly at home. All right. Quick quick answers, everyone. The producer saying we got to get ready to wrap it yeah. up. Wheeler and Charles. Fam, you on all cylinders right now. They're, they're, they're going to take that. Fam, you, but it's not going to be a blowout like it was the first time. 26-21. 26-21, fam, you. Somehow I knew he was going to have it close. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really knew. Uh, yeah, fam, you. Um, gets it done quickly, in my humble opinion. Quickly, um, people have been asking uh, about the Southern hire. Um, 
according to my sources, that's that word. Uh, Tennis Berry has been interviewed. Uh, Mickey Joseph. That's all I can tell you. But I would have a wide net. It's like if you're a fisherman, hey, you drop a big net and you rattle it down. And contrary to what Wheeler says, and Dean Barnes, that Southern football job is still very, very lucrative. And don't don't worry about the two years. Just just throw that out. That, that's, that, that's just something that happened this time. And again, I stated I thought he was going to get a third year, but find out some internal information. They decided to make a move, and you just have to go with it. I uh, want to thank all of the guests. You see them on the screen. Producer Melanie, all of those in the chat room. Keep the discussion going. As always, a very interesting dialogue. Until next Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Time for another edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Until that time, peace and God bless. All right.